1: We continue the conversation on the talking point and quite a number of issues already on the agenda. So, uh, like I said before, we're into break. If you are out in Mpumalanga and you have knowledge of uh, this conflict that is brewing, it seems to be between different factions of the ANC, um, by all indications, give us a call. Tell us about what your experience on the ground is. One certainly hopes that this is not going to be the tone of meetings going forward. As you heard, three people in a critical condition. All of this after attending a ward meeting, it just doesn't make sense. Why is there so much violence um, that, that is used as, as, as part of the, the negotiating process or even just the, the, the meetings that are being held? Well, let's turn our attention to the thinking point for now. Sonia Carstens is the spokesperson for the United National Transport Union and they're calling on President Cyril Ramaphosa to deploy the South African National Defence Force to safeguard the passenger rail infrastructure. Sonia, good morning.
0: Good morning, Cathy, and good morning to your listeners.
1: The army seems to be a bit of a drastic move to come and protect infrastructure that could well be protected by private security guards or even uh, by the police service, as we've seen, um, you know, PRASA attempt to do before. Why the military? Kathy, unfortunately,
0: we are sitting with a situation where we've got the Rapid Rail Police Unit within the South African Police Service. And they exist in name. But on ground level, they mean absolutely nothing. They are not visible on our platforms, Mm. on our stations, nor on our trains. The police officials themselves are too afraid to go onto a train with their firearms because they are afraid they're going to get dropped and get shot themselves. They don't have the resources like vehicles or horses or motorbikes even to patrol our railway lines. Hence, they are simply knocking on, signing on for work, and then going home. And we've personally busted this unit several times. We've brought it to the attention of all the ministers. It has been acknowledged by all parties. That we have a huge crisis within the South African police, specifically mm. within this unit. But it's been another year that we've now, and we still don't see any so,
1: improvement. So, 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 Sonia, what are the particular issues that you've identified with with the unit? So, I hear you saying that sometimes they they're not confronting the criminals because they themselves are too afraid. Lack of resources. Is there anything more to the problems that are plaguing them? Totally, lack of discipline. Mm.
0: You have a situation where they they believe, um, and, and this was stated by one of the police unions that they believe it's it's humiliating to work for this unit. Unit, it's a rail, this, it's it's a rail environment after all. Mm. So they don't take it as serious as, for instance, working for a priority crime unit. But in essence, the rail unit is a priority unit for South Africans. It's the cheapest form of transport for for the poorest of the poor. So for all. The ordinary South Africans, this is a critical unit, it's a, it's a national asset, and we're not seeing the police come to the party. And you, you, you've indicated that Praza has done a lot. Yes, indeed. Praza recently, a month ago, appointed 10,000 community-based volunteers to be our eyes and ears to report crime. We've increased Praza protection officials by 3,100, almost almost double what they were. We've got military veterans, 18 of them, deployed in the 46 Corridor, rail corridors to coordinate this. But that all means nothing unless they are armed, because the fight are against organized crime syndicate, mm-hmm. k- syndicates, syndicates, we, we, we come to us, with armed with AK-47s and more. So, so you've got an organized crime syndicate all over the country, attacking the rail infrastructure because it's such a soft target. Mm. And you, you have got security officials and private Protection officials and volunteers, some of them only armed with a baton, others with nothing, to go up against them.
1: What is the experience of commuters with regard to this violence? Devastating. Devastating. Not only to the commuters,
0: also to our members, um, two weeks ago, a member was on duty alone at the station in uh, 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 Suwetu In broad daylight, he was shot dead, oh. uh, robbed robbed off his purse. Um, that's the harsh reality. If you're a commuter, if you're an employee of Praza, you are a victim. You are a soft target. And everyone knows that there's no police in sight. Mm. So we are saying, let's help the police but give them only the station. Take away the patrolling, the patrolling aspect thereof and get the defense force to do the foot patrol work of the railway line mm-hmm. to be visible, visibility, not to interact with commuters, not to confront communities, but to patrol, literally, like they used to do patrolling off the borders, to patrol our railway lines because just visibility in itself will help us so that we can restore the system and modernize the system, so that we can finally have a safe and reliable passenger rail service in our country.
1: Are you finding that with the the lines that commuters are using and this level of crime that is taking place, that you are able to protect commuters? Not at all.
0: The, uh, uh, Praza can increase its crime as much as they want to. Currently, we are still using the old Metro Rail yellow van. When that train is in motion, commuters can push, push open the doors. It's impossible to keep those doors locked. So, w- whenever you're, you're, you're for e- instance, waiting for a manual authorization, as you know, we've got a non-functional signaling system. So, it's no more electronic. We're doing manual authorizations. The train is then standing there at the crossing for Between 10 to 15 minutes, waiting for authorization to continue. The doors are open. Criminals hide in the bushes. They know the train is going to stand there for quite a while. They jump onto the train, they rob commuters, and they jump off. It's as simple as that.
1: Oh, it's a devastating situation. With the new people's
0: train, the new urban commuter train that we are supposed to be implementing, Mm. the doors can lock and that's much more safer. But we can't implement that train if we can't safeguard the railway lines. In other words, put up our walls as we wanted to, um, have the cables uh, replaced. Currently, we're running plaza trains with diesel locomotives because all the overhead cables have been stolen. We need to modernize and replace that system to use our new trains. We've got the trains, they, they're being manufactured, manufactured. We've got them. The problem is we can't utilize them on our, on, on our very old and outdated railway infrastructure system that we currently have.
1: Sonia customs let me thank you for coming on to the show today. She's the spokesperson for the United National Transport Union. I just, I, I can't even imagine what it must be like. You're stopping, you're in a train. People come on, they rob you, they make off. Nobody's held accountable. And what about this security guard who was shot dead for his wallet? Some, something has got to give eventually. Something has got to give in this country. All right, it's after 9.30. Utsile Sako is standing by with your latest news headlines.